Hey there, Mark. How we doing today, man? Hey, Johnny. How are you, buddy? I'm doing pretty good. Pretty good. Yeah? Well, I've been hearing a lot about all this uh, women's rights stuff in Texas. I can't believe it still is going on, right? Oh, my God. I know, right? I'd, all that Title IX and, yeah. I, You know, they call that Dick Nixon's biggest mistake. That's what I've heard. <laughs> I've heard that said often. Here, I thought it was Operation Linebacker, but yeah, for sure. <laughs> You know, I don't know. It seems to me like oh, he didn't really need Roe versus Wade to get women into sports, but I guess it is what it is. <laughs> but Johnny, isn't Roe versus Wade about? Yeah, yeah, I know. We just can't. We can't argue with him. Hey, everybody! Welcome to Dango Podcast. <laughs> Best one yet. <laughs> just so topical. I really hope that they're still protesting and doing stupid women shit in Texas, which they probably will be when this episode comes out. Figure this is, yeah, like the second week in November, I think. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Good oh, night. Oh, man. Well, welcome to Dangle uh, Podcast, everybody. Yes, welcome to Dangle Podcast. This is the weekly King of the Hill retrospective podcast, where I, Mark, and my good buddy... Johnny take two episodes of the beloved TV show King of the Hill and we break it down and we talk about the good and the bad and we slap it with our patented rating system and yeah, that about it, Johnny? That's about it. I think so. You want to get after it? Well, this week's episode, uh, we're going to start off with episode 22 in the series, Bobby Slam. We have an original air date of December 14, 1997. And because we are doing this uh, this whole thing now where we credit the writers, because, you know, we talk about them a whole bunch and we like the sort of shit they do. Yeah. Our writer for this episode, it's she, this is a one and done. It's a lady. Her name is Gina Fattore. Um, This okay. is actually the very first professional writing credit she has on IMDb. Oh, very cool. Yeah. And then she went on to do a bunch of other stuff. She did like half a season of Dawson's Creek and a whole bunch of episodes of Californication. She uh, is headlining her own show that just came out last year. I don't know. I haven't looked at it, but this is a pretty solid episode. So I bet you it's probably pretty good. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. All right. Well, our cast of characters for this week's episode, we have Hank, Peggy, and Bobby Hill, Luann Platter, Dale Gribble, Mr. Boomhauer, Bill Dotrieve, Con and Min, Supanus and Pone, as well as their daughter Connie, Stuart Dooley, Clark Peters, Principal Moss, the debut of one coach, Kleehammer, and some dude named Doug <laughs> that says debut and only appearance. I'm pretty sure he's the the like weird little ethnic kid that talks like is talking with uh, um, Peters at the end when they're they're wrestling. Yeah, that's not wrestling. That's real wrestling. Yeah. Yep. I'm pretty sure yeah. that I'm pretty sure that's who Doug is, but I'm honestly too lazy <laughs> to look this up. Nah, you're good. Alrighty. Well, you ready for a synopsis, Mark? Why don't you hit me with it, Johnny? Ah, uh, uh, I see what you did. Alrighty. So Peggy starts a ruckus when Connie wants to join the wrestling team, resulting in Bobby fighting for his place on the team. I don't know. That's pretty short and sweet. Yeah. No, I think you nailed it. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, so our A-story characters are Bobby, Connie, Peggy, and I didn't put Hank on here, but he's kind of in it a whole bunch, too. He's, he's definitely there. He's Bobby's hype man the whole episode, basically. The Leo Rush yeah, but is Bobby Lashley, if you will. I, and I will. Yes, I will indeed. <laughs> the uh, uh, mouth of the South to you, to his shit. I don't even remember. Jimmy Hart. I, yeah, I don't remember who or Jimmy no, Hart um, kept. Jimmy Hart repped... Um... It was, oh my god, uh, Shawn Michaels. Oh, oh, I didn't realize he did Shawn Michaels. Even better. Didn't he? Um, yeah, it sounds about right. I feel I swear to god he did. <laughs> Alright, how about this? Is Bobby the Brain Heenan to uh, Hulk Hogan? Or Macho Man Randy Savage? Paul Bearer to The Undertaker. That one's, that one's the given, absolutely. I should have just done that. Now I look like an <laughs> asshole. No, you look like you didn't want to scrape the bottom, or you didn't want to, like, pick the low-hanging fruit like I did. It's all right. <laughs> it's true. It's true. I'm trying to show you all that I have the, the old-school wrestling credentials here, and I'm not just some, some doucher that's only been watching the last, like, ten years. <laughs> Which is weird, because I don't think I've watched in the last ten years. <laughs> not since you and I except stopped for the Except for the ones that, well, yeah, that, but, like, except for the ones that you're down here and we will watch. Other than that, like, I just, yeah. It was a pretty good women's rumble, wasn't it? 
it was great. It was fantastic. <laughs> okay, anyway, back to King of the Hill because anyway, we diverted yes. real hard, but I knew we would in this episode. <laughs> yes. Um, let's uh, let's jump in with some pros and cons, Mark. I really like Peggy in this episode. Um, yes. I like Peggy in this episode. She's not annoying Peggy, but she is driven Peggy, and I like driven Peggy. Well, this is driven Peggy with, like, an actual cause. It's not something that she's being weird and naive about. Like, nope, this is something that she's been fighting her whole life. Yeah. So much so that, like, you kind of feel bad for her. And I feel like she was completely justified in all of her actions for this one. Usually, like, down the line, it's going to get harder and harder to, like, yeah, Peggy wasn't that bad. But this one, no, she's, I think she's fantastic. Oh, she's solid this whole episode. I love, um... I love Peggy and Connie in this episode, too. They're really cute, and I like their relationship, and I like how it kind of fluctuates a little bit. And it's weird to see Bobby kind of throw Connie under the bus. Yeah. But I think it's because he doesn't want to be her boyfriend, but he's he's still more worried about, like, being popular. And for Bobby right now, that's going to be with guy friends, so he's just going to kind of uh get rid of Connie as soon as he can and that's kind of a weird moment for me. How about you, buddy? What you got? Um so well I mean I'm gonna piggyback off of that real quick because I think you bring up an important moment here. This is an example yeah. instead of Bobby being really good at something right off the bat, this is this is Bobby's stick moment where everybody likes him but he is not good. He is not good at what he does. You know what I mean? Okay. Yep. Like this is Bobby All the too stick. Well. <laughs> yep. Um, I just love his, he's, he's playing with his cup and he's tapping on his head and everything else. And then he just looks at Cleanhammer and goes, Hey, can I have some Gatorade now? And he's like, sure, kid, you're sweating enough. <laughs> he isn't doing anything. <laughs> I know. Like, oh my gosh. It's, oh, it's great. So, you know, you're right. He's, <laughs> he's found a, like a new batch of buddies to hang out with. At this point, if Bobby had continued, because spoilers he doesn't continue to wrestle if he had continued to wrestle he would have turned into hank you think so yeah he would i think he would have been the guy on the wrestling team that like you know he's everybody's buddy he's kind of good at it i don't know if he would ever get like really good at wrestling but he was gonna be there okay i think this was his team okay so i don't know i mean bobby's done a lot of stuff in in this series, but I think this probably fits him the best because even big husky guys can can be wrestlers. Right, yeah. But I'm also glad that we don't see him be good at it just straight away, you know? Yeah, oh yeah. Like, that would have been, like, I'm sorry, like, that would have been kind of unbelievable for me, you know, if Bobby was like, well, and we'll talk about that in a little bit here, but yeah. yeah well, yeah, because then you, you put him into this, like, box of being a savant at everything he tries, and it's like, well... Did Hank mm-hmm. just never try anything but baseball with him where he's freaking terrible? Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Um, I've got Cleehammer uh, as a pro. Because this okay. is the first time we meet Coach Cleehammer, and he comes back a whole bunch. And mm-hmm. did did you have, and when you were in high school, when you were in middle school, did you have the one gym teacher that everybody knew, everybody called by their last name, he was kind of cool, if you were athletic at least, and just like... I don't know. He, he was a blow-off class. We had the weights teacher that like wanted to be cool, but he had a bunch of Rolling Stones tattoos and he was five foot five. <laughs> okay, so it's a little hard to take him serious. You just couldn't. Yeah, like yeah. <laughs> How about you? I, it's, no, I definitely did. I I don't want to say his name on here because I'm about to say something incredibly offensive. But uh, do uh, it. Ba- <laughs> basically, um, our really. I'm gonna, you can't see my air quotes here. Our really cool gym teacher was a guy who was mm-hmm. basically six foot four and looked like if if you sucked out all of the fat from the the, the big weird dude in the middle of the Goonies. Like he, he just looked like <laughs> like this really weird, oddly sinewy version of what is his name. It's not Chunk, right? Because that's the little fat kid. Sloth. 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 Yes. It, yeah. Imagine somebody gave sloth liposuction and then ran around and, and just like tried to talk to you about oh. classic music and lifting weights. Like that was him. Oh god. Oh god. Okay. Yeah. And he definitely had that like Cleanhammer vibe. So I don't know. I, I got along with him just fine. I was a lot more athletic in high school. So. 
you yeah. know, it is what it is. He would just make fun of me. It'll now. happen. <laughs> Whatever, Johnny. Anybody that makes fun of you isn't your friend. Right. Um, <laughs> I So I wrote a, a note down here that this is, I mean, it's a pro because of how, like, topical and current and sadly how relevant it still is. This is very yes. inf- an informed and accurate portrayal of how women's sports are still treated in our country. Yeah. And I, you know what? You all can, can raise your pitchforks and chat at me right now. You're not going to raise your pitchforks. I have to imagine a lot of you guys are actually pretty woke. Um, well, there's a lot of very entertaining women's sports. And I will argue that a lot of times they're more fun to watch. Like women's soccer, just like knee jerk. Yep, I absolutely yeah. have in quotes here U.S. women's national team soccer because damn, are they crazy? They are hardcore. They don't stop, and it's why they win the World Cup every year. Yeah, and, like, and no one cares. Nope, nobody cares, and they really should because our women's national team is badass. Yeah, totally. Um, so I don't know. It just sucks that this is an episode. What? What is, is this? Ninety-seven. So we're looking at 24 years ago. Yeah. And And it's literally nothing nothing has changed really. Yeah. It just sucks. Like, I don't know. Maybe it's not as big of a deal when the one girl wants to play football anymore, but usually they just make her the kicker. Yeah. Right. So I don't know. It's what it is. I love that uh, Bobby totally plays a joke on Hank with the cup. Like, Bobby knows exactly yeah. what Hank's cup is. He knows what it's used for. And has he cannot not make the joke. How am I supposed to drink out of this? <laughs> That's something I, I would have done to my dad. Yeah. Absolutely. I love, yeah, I love Bobby in this one. He's such a, <laughs> he's a dork. He like, is. Or the, go ahead, punch it. <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> I or the hit him high, hit him low. <laughs> yep. Good hustle, Hill. <laughs> See, everybody has their own Glee Hammer, man. I, I promise you. Um, uh, why in the hell is this in my pros? Bobby didn't lock his okay. arm for his half Nelson. That's why Connie got out of it. Okay. I don't know why it's in my pros, but I just maybe because I want to talk about half Nelsons with you, Mark. We can talk about wrestling moves all you like, Johnny. Yeah. <laughs> I just think it's funny. You couldn't do that. That's not real wrestling. You're not using real wrestling. <laughs> it's because um, he, he screwed it up. Like, yeah. I, Again, Bobby's not good at this. Like, No, he's really not. Yeah. And he he has the potential to. He just He's more, more worried about making friends and getting to be on a team. And I get it. Bobby doesn't have a lot of those opportunities. It's probably the first time he's ever made a lot of these, these kids as friends. Oh, yeah, for sure. Like, cause you know, he's just like the weird kid and we're still getting, we haven't really gotten into Bobby as like the dumb kid yet either. Correct. So these kids that he's with now, they're not going to be in his damn, like, uh, what do you call it? Supplemental math class or whatever. <laughs> I mean, Clark Peters will, but. And Dooley. And yeah, but I mean, you know, <laughs> like, cause I feel like this is the first episode where like the bullies are still isolated from Bobby and yeah. he gets their approval. So it's sort of a big deal. Yeah, versus no, I would agree. They are now classmates. They are now effectively peers to each other. So ha ha ha, Dooley's everywhere. That's how we shoehorn him in. I don't know. Well, no, and I mean, it even comes in into play when Clark Peters walks up to him and says, "We haven't decided what we're gonna do to you if you lose to this girl." Yeah, like absolutely, it's very threatening. Like, hey, yeah, we're your friend absolutely. now, but we may not be if you if you just like screw this up. Yeah. And you're in middle school, and that's exactly how kids are, because kids are terrible all the time. Yeah, like, yeah. yeah. Um, this, the entire scene in Principal Moss's office is jammed, packed with funny stuff. Yes. All the way down to Principal Moss saying, why doesn't she take gymnastics? That She may, be, may as well be walking on a deck with those little tiny feet. Like... Holy shit, that is just racist. Oh, well, and uh, does she, uh, oh, I'm trying to think here. At one point, Kleehammer just looks at, at Peggy and says, does this girl speak the English language? Yeah. <laughs> and I'm just like, what? Then you tell her. Yes. So, I don't, <laughs> it's, there's so much good stuff there of, of, I mean, honestly, it's Min and Khan coming to Connie's aid, saying, no, it's not okay yeah. that you do this. It's not okay that you pigeonhole yeah. her into this. And 
to hell with it. If this is what she wants to do, we're going to fight for it. It's really sweet. No, 100%. Yeah. I really like I really like Min and Khan in this episode, and especially in this scene right here. And you're, damn it, you're doing it again. You hit one of my favorite moments. Yeah. And it's Khan going, um, you, what is it? You follow Trail of Clues beginning with la- same last name. <laughs> You, yes. <laughs> what is it? Scotland Yard must be begging for you or something. Holy yes. shit! That is such that that it's might brutal. be like my that might be my blue flame of valor moment for Khan for the entire episode. Like, like oh, it should be. Yeah. it's brutal. That might be the best one for this, yeah. at least this season so far. And he's had some yeah. zingers, man. Last episode we were talking about how he was on Chicken fire fat in the nightmare. Caves. Yeah, like oh man, <laughs> yeah. No, it's. We're getting we're getting into some good con. I think they're realizing they can write some offensive shit for him. But but they're good too because it's funny and like I th- I don't know he's just he's great. I love Con in this episode and then I love Peggy too. Yeah, she's I, but I love her little moments of like Luann quarters. <laughs> my last pro in here is drunk Peggy because we don't see drunk. That's Peggy my last enough. pro in here. Yeah, no, we don't. It's it, she's perfect. She is everything. <laughs> Girls want to be her. Guys want to date her. Like, it's it's just what it is. I just... Yep. Uh, I'm, I'm really curious as to why she never brings up the idea that she wanted to name Bobby Jeffrey again. Sorry, I was taking a drink. I don't think she can. I don't know. Like, I feel like this is one of those things that she's not necessarily that unhappy with her life. So you don't talk about it. Sure. And so this is the one little holdout moment for, her. well, I wanted to name him Jeffrey. Who the hell cares? Well, I get it. I, I don't get it, but you know what I mean? Like, oh, I yeah. wonder if that's what this is, but yeah. Um, well, let's see. You want to bust into some cons? Um, I got some weird notes. Go for it. So number one, Hank definitely spits out his beer in this episode. Yes. That's that's Over number one. Asphalt. Johnson's yeah. asphalt. <laughs> <laughs> such a weird thing. It's such a King of the Hill thing. Yeah, yeah, just the weird like brand names we were adhering to and There's no running in wrestling. F- you, Bobby. The, yeah, there is. That's all you do in wrestling. Like <laughs> Yes. It's all cardio. Yeah, it's only yeah, like yeah, it's only cardio. It, that, that's all there is to it. Like there's heavy I don't lifting, know... but it's so fast and so heavy that it may as well be cardio. Yeah, no, you just you get after it as quick as you can because you got to be fast. Like yeah. And now I have a weird note, and maybe you can help me with it because all I have is Hank's wet carpet makes me super uncomfortable. <laughs> I don't you never know what ex- that is. Have you never exploded from? Oh, a piece that's of wet what carpet? it was. That's my note. That's my note. Yeah. What the hell is that? Is that a thing people do? Have you done this? No. Can we do this when you come down yes. after we eat our, you know, 52-ounce steak? Like, yes. Okay. Like, I'm, I'm into That's... it. We got to find, find some weird, like, pre, pre-owned, very much well-used carpet, and we'll just get shit-housed one night, Mark, and just try and explode out of it. I'm in. Let's do that. Yeah. What? Yeah. I had that as a note and I was like, what is that? But no, it's, it's terrifying. What is that? All I right. know that carpet gets super dense. So ideally, I mean, it is something that you would want to try and bust out of really fast. But like, I, I don't see that being a, I don't know. I watch a lot I, of professional wrestling, which is not Greco-Roman wrestling. So I'm not nah, used real to wrestling. I mean, <laughs> right. I'm used to seeing people like intentionally lay on the ground for a while. Right. I know that with legitimate collegiate and Olympic style wrestling, like you don't want to do that. You want to be fast. You want to be powerful. And if somebody tries to pin you, you do want to explode on them. But I don't see how that's going to help. Like if anything, you're just going to get ripping muscles or straining something or I don't know. I don't, but you know, it's also like maybe, maybe that's like a soft retro reference rage of like, Hey, Hank got coached in sports a long, long time ago. Like, yeah. it's not too far down the line. We're going to see the his old his own football coach having him like headbutt, having his players headbutt walls to check their helmets. Like, oh, absolutely. Maybe, Taking maybe we tablets. just didn't have the best. Yeah, we didn't have the best. You know, coaching and this is what Hank kept: is you explode out of carpet. I don't yeah, know. I could see it. Yeah. All right. Let's let's do some cons. What you got, buddy? Um, 
So a lot of this is on Hank in this episode because he is definitely the bad guy in this entire episode, I think. Okay. It's not Bobby because Bobby's just trying to keep his friends. It's definitely not Peggy or Connie because they're just trying to basically be equals with everybody. It's too easy to say that it's Kleehammer and the rest of the school because Kleehammer, I mean, he was never ever going to be a good guy. But Hank has a lot of options here and he is just kind of sexist for a good chunk of this. He's very yeah. ignorant, and he's kind of a dick for most of this episode. Yeah. I'm just thinking of um, when when the scene opens, like when the episode starts, it's something about how, oh, it's he asks, he asks Peggy, <laughs> where are you going today? Oh, I'm going to go teach Jim. Oh, wait a minute. You can't do that. Oh, that's where yeah. a boy becomes a man. No, no, it's a girl's gym. Oh, that's fine then. Just goes back to eating. Yeah. Because it's separate but equal. It's fine. That's the mm-hmm. wrong term, but yeah. like. Yeah. And his comment about how I'm all for equal rights until a man loses his job. Yeah, but like, we have, yeah, yeah. We live in a post-Me Too world, and it's really hard for me to separate my ideas of this. Oh, no, you're, I'm not trying to defend it at all. Yep. Like, And I know I would have thought differently of this probably five years ago. I wouldn't have seen it for as what it is. But it is a little problematic now, and I just, I don't know, it makes Hank look like an asshole for the most, most of the episode, I think. I, I agree with you 100%, yeah. yeah. And then the only other con I have uh, is the easiest possible solve for this entire episode. Okay. Somebody withdraw $10 and go to Walmart and buy them a f***ing basketball. <laughs> it's right? the principle, yep. Like, I know no, it's I know. the principle, and I know that it's a hallmark of the hills, but... Like, how expensive is a freaking basketball? Sorry, I definitely dropped one of our F-bombs, but... It's cool. We It's all right. I'd beep them all out. We can say as many as we want. Ugh. Like, seriously, though, if that's all it would have taken for Peggy to continue to, to do girls' sports? I know. Ugh, I don't know. What about you, man? What cons you got? So, number one, my biggest con is the, like... Sorry, there's kids playing outside my window. <laughs> um, Squirrel. Yeah. Well, it's just like there's it's kids, they're unpredictable and there's like weird spikes. I'm like, "Okay, don't don't talk around the playing. We're good." Okay, so my biggest con is the ending for this episode. And I know that it's a good ending and it's heartwarming and it's endearing and everything and yeah, I heard it hit it here. It's completely unrealistic. And if for no other reason, Bobby can and maybe it is through the cruel tutelage of Hank, you know, and the carpet explosion technique, but like you can't tell me that Bobby can airplane spin Bob, uh, Connie like 15 times in a row. I know like, she's a tiny little Asian girl, but you're right. It doesn't matter. Bobby can't lift better than 20 pounds over his head. There's no way. Like, no. No. He is that famous, whole, famously weak. Yeah. Like, there's no way he's going to take a chair shot. There's no way that, like, the only one I'm going to, the only one I'm going to give to him in that entire sequence is the getting the ketchup in his eyes and shit. That's it. Like, yeah. It's like he sells it fine, but the rest of it, I'm just like, no, come on. We've this is why Bobby is afraid to be on the team because he has to try out now and he's not going to beat Connie. And if he can pick her up and toss around like this, well, that's easy. That's all there is to it. He totally no sells like the knee shots he takes from her too. Like what the hell? Also that, yeah, also that. But like, I just and then there's no resolution and we never see it again. We don't like. Peggy doesn't Peggy's not teaching girls sports next episode you know it kind of right. I don't know this is a good episode with no follow-through I think is my problem and then the ending on it is really bad we've talked a lot about how endings mean a lot to me yeah and this is a bad soft ending it is a very soft ending like it's a very cute idea and it does wrap some stuff up pretty good but yeah like yeah you don't really feel like anybody got punished and you want to yeah. see someone get punished for being dicks the whole episode yeah Okay. Yeah. Um, um, yeah. What you yeah. got, buddy? Uh, I was just going to move us on to favorite moments. I don't have any retro rage for this one, Mark. Well, we, can I? Can you tag me in? I got one. I, I, I'm going to give you the, the tag. You better be holding the ring rope, though. Oh, I, I of course, always. It's the only <laughs> way we do this. <laughs> <laughs> Damn right. <laughs> Who has ring ropes? <laughs> We do, because they're not only the rules, they're also cool. I don't even think McMahon uses ring ropes anymore, and I know AEW doesn't. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) 
Anyway, uh, all right, retro Mark. reference rage. Sorry. Um, this is a weird, weird one. It's a reoccurring theme for us. It's a reoccurring theme for you to get mad at the video games they're playing, and I get mad at the wrestling <laughs> game because who the hell knows who Dusty Rhodes is? Like uh, outside of American you and me, dream. I know. Yeah, like I get it. I, I get it. We get it, but we don't get it anymore. Like he hey, died man. what in two thousand five or six or something? Like yeah, yeah. Like nobody's mentioned him in conversation anymore. No one's talking about him. We get his weird kid, and that's the only reason. Like. You can, like, parlay it. The same way that he parlays the name Rhodes into fame is the same way that we remember Dusty Rhodes as, like, the fat guy who we all loved with the weird thing on the side of him. I don't know. That's... <laughs> hey, Cody Rhodes is doing very well for himself. He just straight up got himself a reality TV show on their network called Rhodes yeah. to the Top. I can't tell if you're being serious, John. I am I just... being serious. Him and his hot-ass wife, Brandy. Uh, that's what we need is a ref a reality show about the wrestlers. Cause remember when wrestlers were like larger than life heroes. And now we're seeing uh, the baby's crying. You take care of it. I hey, just got body slammed. I would much rather watch roads to the top than total Bellas or, um, Ms. And Mrs. Which are both think also, also, things. I think, I think you're just mistaking me as thinking that we need to have any of this programming, but Hey, what do I know? <laughs> Because also, second retro, retro reference rage, how come we know The Miz? Because of the real world. Is that even a thing? Why do we remember The Miz? How come Miz is still wrestling? Okay, I stopped. Eh, <laughs> at least he's pretty pretty confident, man. He took his first injury, like, legit injury in almost 20 years last year. Yeah, in almost 20 years. Sorry. Yeah. That's that's pretty much it. Yeah. <laughs> I have a little bit of, like, my general rage to the recycling of voices, Bill Let's plays another coach. Bill plays a coach, and you can't really tell. At least, like, again, we're seeing Steven Root consistently change his voice, even if it's a teeny tiny bit, but we're yeah. still getting it, and I appreciate it. Oh, it's our, in our next episode, I made a very specific note about Steven Root and how awesome he is. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Um, I don't know. That, that's yeah. a really good segue into favorite moments, Mark. Favorite moments? Um... God, I just did this like an idiot. It's, it's, um, it's, it's, let's try this again. It's drunk Peggy. Luan! <laughs> Quarters! And man, I want to get, I it also realized that that moment awoken, so, awakened something in me. I want to get shithoused and go like, to go hit some batting cages. Dude, I love it. There's one that's 20 minutes from my house. Oh, I just, all right. So that's what we're doing. We're going to get drunk and explode out of carpet and then we're gonna go get <laughs> then we're gonna go hit some batting cages i'm in all righty how about you buddy favorite moment uh, so i've got three lines in here i already said one okay does she speak the english language <laughs> okay perfect clean hammer's such a shithead um yeah i i know that you are not the biggest fan of dually but him just looking at peggy i peed in some kid's locker <laughs> <laughs> it's just so out of nowhere I, always well, I like that Dooley. I like it when Dooley's just there <laughs> to be like an kid. asshole or yeah, your wife to like, yeah, he's there to take the piss out of somebody or he's just like, man, what is with this kid? I like those moments. Like, Oh yeah. It's just when he starts showing up in every episode and it's like, Hey, did we give Dooley a joke? Not yet. Oh quick. We better give him one or, or we're getting ahead of ourselves. Anyway, what else you got? Yeah. Um, and then the last one, it's probably the best line from the basketball coach in the whole episode. You bounce a ball okay. in hockey. That's a mandatory drug test right there. <laughs> yep. <laughs> like, it's just, it. You, you don't expect it. Yep. And it always gets a chuckle out of me. <laughs> I'm with you. I, I love that bit, too. Yeah. Well, Mark, I think it's about time we rate this bad boy, but uh, we're going to need somebody to explain our rating system. Yeah. You know what? I'll take, I'll take a whack at this. So, so starting at the very bottom is charcoal. 
charcoal is essentially the Santino of episodes. <laughs> it's the worst there is. It's the worst thing in the entire world. I hate it. Why is it still a thing? It's been like 30 years. Go die. Uh, following that, we have like our C rating rank, and that's megalo quality. And that's going to be somebody like, I don't know, I think Gold Dust is kind of okay, but I also hey, know he's crap. But He's been wrestling am I, for am I five treading? decades. Yeah, fine, but maybe it's time to say when. <laughs> and that's why at one point maybe gold dust was good and now that gold is a shiny shiny bronze haha ha, take that johnny right, and then after right, that well we have thank you thank you then after that we have our butane rating and that's gonna be like the silver medal and it's really it's 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 mostly really really great except for the parts of it that aren't great so you could call it like our crisp <laughs> and then after that <laughs> How many butane episodes have we had that have killed their wife and kid? Well, you know. I mean, yes, he was a visionary for the hardcore era, Mark, but... I knew knew you were going for it. I knew it. No, no, you didn't. Because I know what you're going to do for Char King. Because gold medal is too easy. I'm curious now. If it's not Kurt Angle, who the hell are you going to do it? Oh, screw you, hippie. No. Char King, or so, yeah, no, our gold medal is our Char King rating. The Char King Imperial rating. And that's like the cream of the top, the cream of the crop. Too hot to handle, too cold to hold, the man of the hour, too sweet to be sour. It's our Randy Macho Man Savage. Because every time you see him, it's great and it's grand, but it just doesn't quite get up to our Blue Flame of Valor, which is our S rank. It's our perfect rank. It's the best there is, the best there was, and the best that will ever be. But no, it's not right at the Hitman heart, because I'm I'm going to give him a Montreal screwjob of my own and say that this is our Eddie Guerrero of episodes. It is fantastic. There is no down parts, and you can only look back at one of his episodes with fond, awesome memories. I am personally offended that Macho Man Randy Savage, who incidentally cameos in this show, is not your blue flame of valor. But that's okay. Eddie Guerrero is worthy choice. Viva La Raza, baby. Sorry. Viva La Raza. Okay. What do you got for me, buddy? Now that we have our rating system, which has got to be the most creative we've done yet to date in this show. um, (laughs) Told you I wouldn't let you down. I gave Bobby Slam a Char King, man. Yeah? Yeah, I really, I enjoyed the ending. I thought it was, uh, it was kind of a fun, like, the the way that Bobby and Connie encountered it was really smart writing to me. They set it up, and yet even though I'm really good at watching a lot of TV and knowing how episodes are going to end... Every time I watch it, I seem to forget, like, oh, they're talking about professional wrestling from the first scene of this episode. Yeah, very so, true. I don't know. And I also, like, part of this goes, I'm a fan of professional wrestling. I'm a fan of the the big cheesy entrances and the ridiculous music and and the, I don't know, at this point, like, 30, 40, 50-minute matches where people just beat the living shit out of each other because <laughs> they can and because of okay. that, anything that's like wrestling tangential to me automatically gets bumped up a notch. So what would have been a butane is now a Shark King for me. All right. Good enough. I Okay. I I appreciate that. How about you, Mark? Um, So I got to give it a butane. It's a really good episode. It's got its moments. But like I said, it also doesn't hit those moments. Like the entire end of the fight just takes me out of it. It's like Bobby gets Hulk strength and... I don't buy it, and it really throws me off from the rest of it. And like I said, there's not a really solid ending, but it's fine. It's just not that great, you know. Okay, okay. I mean, no, I can, I can definitely respect that. Well, I think that's, uh, I think that's fair. And um, why don't we? But uh, after Bobby Slam, we have uh, episode twenty-three: the unbearable blindness of laying. Yes. Original air date: December twenty-first, nineteen ninety-seven. Uh, let's see. Who is our writer here for this one? Because this is a pretty good episode. Yeah. Um, our writer is one Paul Lieberstein. Look at him go. Just more and more. Look at him go. Good old Toby, man. He's, I mean, he's showing he's got some pretty good chops. If I'm remembering right, I'm pretty sure he did King of the Ant Hill, right? Yeah. He's done a couple. Yeah. Yep. And I put a, as a little notation here, he's going to do one of, I know, my personal favorites. Coming up here in Pretty Pretty Dresses. He's the writer for that. Cool. 
Now, can I do a little sidebar real quick, Mark? Because I made a disturbing discovery today. And I swear, ever since we started bringing up Paul Lieberstein, we were going to talk about how many people from specific shows and all this other stuff that show up in in King of the Hill as cameos, right? Yeah, right. Um, And I found out that we already missed one of the cameos from The Office. Okay. In the season two opener, uh, How to Fire a Rifle Without Really Trying, the girl at the Megalomart that sells Bobby his first rifle... Do you know who uh, voices that character? I have no idea. If I tell you the character's name is Angela? Oh, shit, really? It is Angela Kinsey. Huh. Like, this has got to be a good... Well, because that was um, early 97, I want to say, meaning she recorded it in 96. So this is, uh, what, like seven or eight years before The Office? Damn, yeah. Like... How cool is huh. that? It's pretty neat. Anyway. That's, that's really neat, yeah. Since we went down that little road with Paul Lieberstein here, who's, once again, phenomenal writer, I just thought it would be kind of cool to, to point that out. I don't know how I missed that. Yeah. That's cool. Yeah. So our cast of characters for this episode, we have Hank Peggy, Bobby Hill, Luann Platter, Dale Gribble, Boomhauer, Bill Dotrieve, Stuart Dooley. We have an introduction here of Mr. Gary Kasner. Mm-hmm. We have Cotton Hill... I think this is this might be one of the first episodes with Tilly, right? Have we seen Tilly yet? We saw her in Shins of the Father, but like all it was was, "Hey Hank, do you like finger painting?" No, that's like, not yeah. Tilly. That's Dee Dee. Tilly, oh my God, let's try that again. That's okay because Dee Dee's not even on here, but and she, I know Dee Dee is not... in this episode. She has no lines though, and I had that as a thing. Oh my God, okay. I'm an idiot. It is Tilly. We've only seen Tilly in Halloween. In the flashback, and even though okay. we didn't know it was her, so no, I'd say no. Okay, so this is basically yeah. our first introduction to Tilly. Yeah. Um, we have Chuck Mangione, we have the ophthalmologist, a debut and only appearance, and the televangelist, debut and only appearance. Mm-hmm. Um, do you know who the voice of Gary Kastner is? I do not. It is one Carl Reiner. What does he do, Johnny? Uh, Carl Reiner was made famous because he works a lot with the funniest Jew in show business, Mel Brooks. <laughs> He's his best friend. Well, was his best friend. I think he died about a year ago now. His son is Rob yeah. Reiner, who makes eh, moderately okay movies, I guess. Uh, yeah. <laughs> Pretty sure he did Stand By Me. Ugh. Yeah, okay. Oh, I know he did uh, Princess Bride. That was Carl Reiner, right? Not or, yeah, No, was that Rob was Rob Reiner. Reiner. Yeah. It's Rob, right? Yeah, okay, so Princess Bride, there's a, that's a good one, yeah. But I'm going to give him some credit here, because if you're going to get somebody to play an old Jew, Carl Reiner's about as good as you can get without yeah. getting Mel Brooks. Yeah, absolutely. Oh, man. You know what? No, not even going to, like, pretend. It's it, The casting is phenomenal. Anyway, you can't. <laughs> it's fine. You can't get any better than it. You really can't. I can't imagine anybody that, that nails Gary better than this. No, not no, not at all. Yeah. Yeah. You ready for a synopsis, Mark? Lay it on me, buddy. Hank's mom, Tilly, comes home for Christmas with her new boyfriend. When Hank catches them making passan pate on his kitchen table, <laughs> he goes blind. I had to. I absolutely had to. You got it. You got it, buddy. <laughs> like, we're, we're, we're now we're getting into the meta zone here. You all know what passan pate is. I'm not going to even bother explaining it to you. Oh, it's just going to get weirder, guys. <laughs> Pretty soon here you're going to speak the same lingo that Mark and I do Where it's just weird quotes from everything <laughs> So our A-story characters for this episode are Hank, Peggy, Tilly, and Gary uh, I don't really, there's not really a B-story here Like, And we see a couple no. of the other characters, you know I mean, we see the guys for a couple of scenes They go and visit Cotton for a little bit But it's not really a B-story, everything ties into the A I think the B story is it's Christmas time, and that gives us a different way to kind of move things around. You know, it does. It gives us a setting. Well, yeah, where with Texas City Twister, we had the weird like expositionary B plot that tied in to make the A plot function. Same thing with this one, just different. Oh yeah, is this our first Christmas yeah. episode? It is. I have that in my notes. Yay, Christmas! <laughs> Yay, Christmas! I love but- Christmas, Johnny. It's, King of the Hill has some pretty solid Christmas episodes, I would say. Um, it's got this one that's really good, yeah. <laughs> barring, uh, you know, JC and, and Mr. Jimmy Carter and then uh, Mrs. Wakefield, which is absolutely terrifying. 
Christmas like, with the Nefkos. That's yeah. Yes. Yeah. Okay. So this might be the best Christmas episode they get. Yeah. I don't know. I'm. I'm not making hot takes here. I just. I'm trying to think around it. And I think. I think we already talked about this with Halloween, but I think that King of the Hill nails uh, Thanksgiving. That's its yes. holiday that it gets. Yes. Hanks. Well, I'll try that again. King of the Hill and Bob's Burgers are the two best Thanksgiving-centric episodes you'll, you'll ever see on anything ever. You never realized you needed a Thanksgiving episode to be championed, and yet they both both of the shows do it fantastically. King of the Hill does it at least twice. Yeah, I was going to say, more than just once, too. Anyway, King of the Hill, or Thanksgiving is to King of the Hill, and I'd say Bob's Burgers again to what Halloween is to The Simpsons with a Treehouse of Horror. Yes. Anyway, yeah. <clears throat> Absolutely. Uh, yeah, well, let's, sorry. let's uh, hop into some pros and cons here, man. You want to hear some of my pros? Lay it on me, buddy. So Bobby got gets his first actual Jewish interaction, and he doesn't even this know is, that it's Jewish. This is his first one, right? Like, yeah, this is it. This is the first Jew he's ever met, and he just thinks it's somebody from Arizona. <laughs> this so I like. <laughs> like, and I love it. It's it's wholesome, Bobby. Once again, he's understanding. Like, hey, this is really funny. It's funny to talk like this. This is him being a kid. Yeah. Yeah, I don't it's, know. I love I love Bobby in this episode. Yeah. Um. So, I have in here as a pro, because this is okay. I like seeing this out of Hank. He gets a reality check in this episode that his mom is in fact still a human and still likes to have suitors and sleep around and everything else, and even just him waking up in the middle of the night because he can't sleep at the idea that Gary is yeah. has been sleep. Like he goes out and talks to him and he's watching. Um, he's watching the uh, Canvas Cathedral and all this other stuff, and him just being squeamish, sitting next to Gary while he's eating chicken fried steak. I love yeah. watching Uncomfortable Hank. I do too. I love I love Hank in this episode. Period. Like yes, it, this is a this is an amazing Hank episode. Oh yeah. Which I guess duh, but yeah, like yeah. Um, I have a, I have one of our moments where they completely blew the animation budget. Okay. The sex scene. God, I know. It was It is unnecessarily it was graphic. Yes, in the best way, <laughs> like in the best possible way. Like it makes me so uncomfortable to watch still. The music in the background and just like the detail to all of the wrinkles, like guys, stop it. <laughs> I love it. It's yes, and also stop it cuz it's terrible, but yeah. Right? Um, okay, so I mentioned this a little earlier in our last episode. The doctor, the ophthalmologist. Okay. That is Stephen Root. Yeah, yeah, it and is. It's, and it's Stephen Root, that you, and you can tell it's him, but it's him tweaking his voice and showing, that's right, I'm a voice actor. I know what the hell I'm doing. I'm not just using my voice. And I think it's badass. Like, it's a really good example of not phoning it in. Yeah, it's it's the better than. Yeah, I think we're getting out of it a little bit more. I, we're kind of starting to see it less and less. We're like, now we do have to make up different things. Or maybe they gave Stephen Root more stuff when they realized, like, hey, this guy's insane. You know? I can do it. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, maybe all these crazy podcasters aren't going to get so bitchy because he actually knows his stuff. <laughs> Yeah. Well, and by contrast here, the televangelist in the end of the episode is not trying very hard. It's okay. just our it's just our same announcer, our same track announcer. Is it no? Is it? It is. I don't it's know. It's someone's very special birthday today. It's basically yeah, that's, that. Yeah, no, the the track announcer is Dale, or it's not Dale, but it sounds like Dale when he's excited. Mm, Track announcer is a lot higher. I don't know. Yeah. All right, you can fight me on I get, that. One. I get what you're kind of driving at. I, I get it though. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I like that Gary is trying so hard to make Hank's Christmas better. Yes. Even when Hank Absolutely. is being a sourpuss. <laughs> Another mink coat for Hank. Yeah, yes. that's specifically. And it's like, all right, yeah. he's still, he's still like, even though he's like, I make this guy very uncomfortable. And I don't care. I'm still going to do this because I really like Tilly. Yeah. Um, and then the last one I've got here, every 
second of cotton scene is just amazing. I love every second. Every second that Cotton's on screen here. Yeah. Yes. And it, this is the first time I think we really see him dig into Tilly, and it is so mean and cruel. Mm-hmm. And I, it makes it okay in a sense because he gets his comeuppance. Gary definitely threatens to knock his lights out. Oh, yeah. And Gary could take Cotton. Let's call it now. Like Oh, he could. Well, yeah. I don't know. Cotton is at no, crotch level. No, he got it, man. <laughs> If oh. anything, he'd hit him with his Hebrew hammer and knock Cotton the hell out. <laughs> there you go. And that's right. I mean his penis. Okay. Okay. <laughs> okay. <laughs> okay. Wow. This is not very Meshuggah. Uh, you think Cotton circumcised? I think this is really Meshuggah. <laughs> All right, Mark. Right? Let's hear some of your pros, buddy. Yeah, let's escape from our ignorance of Judaism. Um, speaking of ignorance, though, I, yeah, I, I, I learned a couple things, though, for this episode, so that was cool. Anyway, um, pros, I absolutely love Cotton in this episode. I already said that, but it's got my yeah. favorite Cotton flashback we've seen so far. Scrub-a-dub-dub, I think I'm in love. <laughs> Holy shit. He's literally using her as a footstool while poor Tilly scrubs the floor. And I get it. It's not funny at all, but oh my God, it's funny. And then, oh, Hank, you're exaggerating. No, not really. I love that. Right. Um. Okay, so I'm going to bring up a point here. Okay. I really like the guys when... I, okay, let me try this again. I like the alley ignorance in this show. Like, <laughs> So do I. When when they're discussing in the alley and they're just talking about dumb shit that they really don't know what they're talking about and it gives a cool... It's not cool. It, it, whatever. It is, though. It's just dumb guys talking about dumb shit that they don't know anything about and I really like those moments of, like, the dumb ignorance in this show, if that makes sense. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Um... I, I also, I really, really like, I really like Gary a lot. I love Gary. Like, he makes this episode for me. But, yeah, I love that. I also love that we get to see Jewish Bobby when he's doing the Arizona stuff. And that's, uh-huh. it's great. Yeah. I think that's all I've got for my pro moments. I also like Cotton's weird cultural wokeness when he, like, just recognizes Kasner, like, you know what I mean? He just knows. <laughs> yeah. No, you, it's like, a perfect I think example. That's kinda, I think that's kind of cool. Yeah, it's no, it's a perfect example of like what he did at Bobby's birthday party with Khan. Kasner, I used to yeah. like, or he even says happy Hanukkah. Yeah. Yeah. And that, and that's what my note was, was like, he, he wishes him a happy Hanukkah. He knows enough about Jews just to base level that even right now it's during Hanukkah, you know? And I think that's kind of cool. We don't, it, I don't know. Cotton has his weird moments and this is one of them. It is. I would agree. Yeah. Well, how about some cons, man? You got cons for this episode? Um, I, I don't know if it's a con, but, like, it goes into, like, what we talk about with what is and isn't cool for Hank. Okay. And Hank is usually pretty straight with everybody, but he is really, really, and we'll see this later, too, he is super good at lying to his mother. Yeah. Yeah. Like, it just happens, you know? It makes you wonder why. I think because he wants to spare her from anything unpleasant, you know? Probably because he saw her just get beat on, like, verbally her entire life. Yeah. Just the chronic shitting on that was, yeah, with Cotton. Yeah, like, yeah. yeah. Maybe that's it. I don't know. But like I say, it's not really a con. And then I've got another weird one, and I've talked about this before. So during the Christmas scene, we see all of them sitting on the floor... And Peggy is barefoot, and she has smaller feet than everybody in the room, and I'm sick of seeing small foot Peggy. Yeah. Like, I know that's such a stupid bitch, but, like, God, that pisses me off. Like, give me big foot Peggy. Like, we we know she has it. Yeah, there are multiple episodes that are focused just on her feet. There's one about her being a foot fetishist. There's one about her, like, getting really uncomfortable. Like, I... You're right. Like, there is so many. Order a straight arrow. We watched her drive across Texas to be Grasha Ibanez to buy size 16 shoes. 
but now we don't. And like, I, I don't know. I know it's such a dumb complaint, but like, I love this episode and I had to dig super hard on it to find what I didn't, you know, what stuck out to me. But sure. Yeah. What uh, about I, you, buddy? I've got a couple of them here and none of them are really bad. Like, none of them are really cons, cons, like... It's stuff I can live with. It's just stuff that I was like, okay. ah, that doesn't seem like it's the most believable. Um, the first one, Tilly and Gary being super frisky does not make sense to me. Gary is like in his mid-60s and Tilly is 69, according to the wiki. <laughs> nice. Right? And like, I get it. <laughs> you know, it's a new, it's a new, uh, a new relationship and you're still exploring somebody and it's the first time in a big, I, I can't say that I've ever like, like right off the bat, just plowed my wife at her parents' house the first time we visited, you know? Yeah. And that's me. Like I was 19. The first time I went there, I had a lot of hormones in me that would have done it. I can't imagine it gets even better when you're at your son's house in your sixties. Or it's the ultimate thrill. Hey, but also this sets a cool precedent of people boning in Hank's house that aren't Hank. It's there's a lot. We need to start a tally, man. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> we really do um i think the the moment where they're driving back from the doctors and hank finally fesses up to why he's blind and peggy just looks yeah. at him and goes oh that's what this is about just get your sight back right now you big baby for somebody <laughs> who knows hank better than anyone she should be the most understanding as to why he is so offended right so to, for her just to be so insensitive to him is just weird to me. Yeah. Like, I get it. She wants to just continue on with her, her Christmas, and she wants to have her holiday on all nice and, and just, you know, work, like, just move past it. But, like, she's got to understand how, how big of a deal this is for Hank. Mm-hmm. So, I don't know. And then uh, the Canvas Cathedral shtick is just, it's a little too cheesy. This is the closest thing I have for a retro rage. Because I don't know if Canvas Cathedrals even exist anymore. Or at least on TV, I I don't know if they do. I don't think they do because they've evolved to their final form of, what's that asshole's name? Who escapes me? Looks like Joe Austin. Thank you. Yeah. Mr. Yeah. I have a $3 million mansion in a $10 million church, and I won't let flood victims in. Yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. The guy yeah. that yeah, really that loves Jesus and all of, yeah. Yeah, that, yeah, I think that that's the final form of them, was this kind of shit, but. Yeah. I don't know. I remember watching, like, uh, handling ministers and stuff when I was a kid. Like, shit well, was always irritatingly funny you know oh sure and i'm sure that the the revival tents and stuff are still there i just don't think they're being televised anymore but i don't know you and i don't live in the south we're not ruled by religion here in colorado that's very also that very yeah very true yeah i mean unless you're in the springs and then they absolutely love oh, great like just berating planned parenthood there but yeah. that's the springs it's springs is a weird place <laughs> it really is uh, did we hit yeah. your cons, Mark? Um, yeah. No, I just had the two, and it was really just, like, the one of Peggy's giant, not giant feet, and then Hank lies to Tilly really easily, but I don't even think that's a con. I think it's just one of those weird Hank character flaws that he will have forever because it's his mom and he loves her. Um, give me some favorite moments. Um, okay. So, this, I mean, two of two of the three of mine that I got, because I got three for this episode... Uh, deal with the guys in the alley. Okay. The first is Bill talking, Bill and Dale's conversation about which animal is sacred to which religion, and then Bill ultimately yeah. going, you know, I wouldn't join a religion that re- restricted my diet. I don't want to get into heaven that way. That is yeah. a hilarious exchange for me. That's what I'm talking about with their, like, ignorance and stuff, when it's just yep. like, yeah. they're n- And they're not, like, it's almost, almost, uh, xenophobic's the wrong word for it because i don't know what the phobia is for religion no oh, yeah but it's like they're not they're not be intentionally being ignorant and they're not being nasty and like racist about it or anything else like that. they're close they're, they're, they're hitting the marks where you think they ought to be like having no other knowledge of it yeah yes it just sounds worse because they're rednecks and i think that's funny i think it's a very smart way to do that joke and not get yelled at for it yeah absolutely um I love the bad jokes that the, the guys are playing on him the whole time. Like Bill taking oh God, his shoe off. 
Bill taking yeah. his shoe off and handing it to Hank like it's a phone, and then Hank going, I'm going to kick your ass, and then just getting dragged off screen by Ladybird. <laughs> That's so great. Hank gets messed like, up in this episode. Like. He really does. And then, the alt, obviously, the, the way it all the episode ends with Boomhauer just going, oh, dang old Hank's got his sight back. Like, they both <laughs> yeah. all come to the same realization. <laughs> yep. Um, and then the last one, and we've already hit on it because we love Cotton so damn much, you and I do. After, yeah. <laughs> after he just, like, nails Hank, he just says, either you're slow or blind. I believe both. Yeah, just punching <laughs> poor Hank. <laughs> yep. Oh, I almost, I had a moment where I had to rewind this when I was watching it. Okay. Where I freaked out for half a second at incontinuity, but then I, I proved myself wrong because Hank walks out and he's still, he's got the actual right, correct number one foam finger with the basketball guy on it. And I was like, how in the hell did he find that specific one if he was gone blind? But he grabs it in the beginning. So, I, I don't know. I felt dumb about it. I had to rewind that. All right. No, good enough. You had to, like, look for something, though. That's that's a good sign. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Um. Yeah, overall, I mean, it's a solid, solid episode. It's not my favorite yeah. by any means, but it's definitely solid. Uh, would you got favorite moments we did in Nail Mark? Yeah. Um, I love Hank's dumb blind face. Like, <laughs> there's... I forget when the scene. his pupils look di- different directions. Yeah. I want to say it's at the doctor's office and he's just sitting there and I can't, I had to like stop it. Cause I just started laughing cause he looks so stupid. I love that. Like, Oh, I don't know. I love that. Um, <laughs> I that love on him right now. Yeah. I love, um, when they're giving, when they're having Christmas and Hank, that feels like a big one and rips the tree up off the ground. <laughs> I love that. Again, I, I laughed way too hard at that one dumb moment. It was fantastic. <laughs> no, it's a good one. Yeah. And then finally rounding out is, um, I love Hank and Gary, that whole scene in the truck. Yeah. I, it's, I'll describe what's, we're, 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 I'll describe what we're driving by. And, and hey, you're driving me crazy. And he's trying so hard. And again, I love the Hank growth in this episode. Like, yeah. he hugs he hugs Gary, Johnny. Like, and he Hank hugs is, him. You know, he like, does it. He 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 handshakes. Yeah. Like Hank is a handshake. He handshakes man. Tilly. It makes a point of it. Like, yeah. That's that's what I got. You want to rate this bad boy? Um, I do. So, like I okay. said, it's this is a a pretty solid episode for me. I I gave it a butane, man. I, it's middle yeah. of the road. It's got a great cameo. It's not the best, ho- I put meh holiday episode, but we've already explained, King of the Hill doesn't do Christmas as good as it does Thanksgiving. Yeah. It just doesn't. Okay. So, you know, that's that's kind of where I'm at with this. Um, I don't think I liked it as much as you did, but I really do in- enjoy Gary, and I'm glad that he comes back. I'm glad this is not the only time we see him. Yeah, absolutely. How about you, buddy? So I'm going to give it, I'm going to give it a uh, Char King. I love this episode and I disagree with you, sir. This is not a good Christmas episode because it's an all right Christmas slash Hanukkah episode and you can't have (laughs) two good religions. So it does two religions kind of eh and does them both all right with that. But whatever. Yeah. Uh, No, I love this. I love Gary. I love every moment in this episode. I love Luann's idiot line of, if I don't know who's who, I can't tell which basket they're going for. (laughs) And then I also, the follow-up to that is, and I had this note for the last episode and I didn't say anything because whatever, we gloss over some things. Dude, these guys are way too into middle school basketball, just as a side note. Like, yeah. um, the girls couldn't get uniforms because Moss said they had to put holograms on tickets on ca- to, to prevent counterfeiting tickets for middle school boys football games or for I mean, middle school boys games. Like, that's definitely okay. football in Texas, though. But middle school and holograms and then like, oh, my God, dude, like eighth grade basketball on Christmas. God, shoot me in the head. Like, that's the. Middle school basketball, like, I, I don't know. That's whatever. Total huge sidebar. But sure. I love this episode a lot. I'm giving... Oh, God, I got the burps. I'm giving it uh, Char King. It's great. It hits a lot of great moments, but it's it's just not... It's not It's not a... Um, it's not a blue flame. So, yeah, that's what it is. 
Yeah, that's fair. I think that's a very fair rating. Well, Mark, I, I got a final question for you, man. What's that, buddy? You still like King of the Hill? I still really like King of the Hill. How about you? Oh, I love King of the Hill, man. Awesome. I'm glad to hear it. <laughs> All right. Well, if you guys have your own uh, thoughts on good holiday episodes or professional wrestlers or talk to us about how there can be a successful holiday show that's got Christmas and Kwanzaa and Hanukkah all in one. And that is, in fact, the Gunderson's Nuts Feature Rally Special. But anyway, that's neither here nor there. Mark, tell them, tell them where they can find us. You can do that. You can find us at danglepodcast.gmail.com. You can also find us at danglepodcast on Twitter. You can find me at Marky Stardust on Twitter. And Johnny, where can they find you, buddy? Uh, they can find me at Stream on Twitter. Kraut as in sauerkraut, ball as in Swedish meatball, and stream as in uh, uh, a vampire, a really lispy vampire trying to say the word steam. All right. Good enough. <laughs> Thanks for listening, guys. We'll see you next week. Good night. Good night. <laughs>